Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? You read me in. You read me. Sup, son? Dude, more Rocky. More Rocky. Rocky five. Uh, you want to start it off or you want me to start it off? You start. I, I, I told you before, this was not one of my favorite Rockies. Okay, well, let me go off that. Um, again, dude, um, this is truly... In my estimation, one of the greatest Rockies of the franchise. And everything that I said about what I hated about four, this is the opposite. There's layers to this. Dealing with the, with the, with the reality of what a lot of athletes tragically go through, being broke. Rocky loses everything because of Paulie. And something he did, signing a, a, a letter of power of attorney. That he was tricked into, though. He, he was kind of tricked into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of tricked into. Um, going broke, having to move to the old, back to the old neighborhood, uh, struggling with the relationship with his son, dealing with the relationship and the eventual betrayal of Tommy the Gun Morrison, who he trained. Of course, Rocky having to fight him. And not inside the ring, which was completely different and and unpredictable. That's part that loses me. Well, that is what, as they tested the movie, they said that's what audiences hated. They wanted to see Rocky in the ring. I just didn't believe that a professional fighter is going to go and... Fight in the streets? Fight in the street like that. It ain't got nothing to do with being a professional fighter. It's got something to do with being a man. Yeah, I got that. He's fighting as a man because he's been tested. Yeah. Nigga, what happened to you on that 5150 shit when you was tested? (laughs) Every now I do that, I'm going to give it to Tracy Morgan now. Because I know that's what niggas listen to this and say. Motherfucker, what happened to that nigga? Hit you, nigga. And you ain't do nothing. All right. And that's a terrible Tracy Morgan, but it's, it's what I got. Um... And it was layers to it. It wasn't as simple as Rocky Four. Russian comes to America, kills nigga. If he dies, he dies. Cut to montage. No easy way out. Now he's in Russia. Wife shows up. Fights. We can change. We all can change. End of movie. All right. So give me your your. I, I just did. No, but what's the synapse synapse of, of uh? First, say it right, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not proceeding with that kind of driving. 
It's like getting in a car, What's your nigga. Your synopsis your of the uh, of, of Rocky Five. Then I just told you the no, layers, that, but you didn't give me the layers. Like you gave, I me did. The- I just said it. The, the relationship, the dynamic with him and his son, yeah, going broke and having to deal with living back in yeah, the old neighborhood, yeah, but, but eventually having a fight that was un- unlike any all the other fights. Uh, the relationship with Tommy Morrison. But see, you have passion in your voice for this one. You didn't have it for the other one because it what wasn't just the layers. I just don't think you liked the movie. I thought it was just you didn't like four. And, you liked and I five. told you why I didn't like four. I don't think I thought there was it was layers. too simplistic. You don't think this is he loses his money, his kid and him. And he has to deal with the adversity of that. Yeah, I, I guess I, I just hated the movie. Uh, I, 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 uh, we, we can go into why I hated the movie, but go, let, go well, ahead. Why, why did you hate it? I just I, I didn't find it. I didn't find it believable. The, the the character that's supposed to be Don King-ish character. Yeah. He, he isn't, I don't know. That, and that's, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a, 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 a hat tip to how indelible and profound Don King is as a person. Yeah. yeah. Because he's, he's such a, he's such a big figure that when you go, we need a boxing promoter who is, Shady, who's fucked up, and you one name comes to mind, right? Don King, but he played it. He played Don King hokey, like Don King. How I don't know. I just, the rhythm and how he spoke, the rhyming. That's Don King. I know, but it didn't feel like Don. Don I, I don't know. It, it, it just didn't feel right to me. The whole uh, he movie. he had some of the greatest lines. Uh, that dude, he said, uh, uh, I'm trying to pull it up. Uh, when he when he approaches Mrs. Uh, not no when he calls uh, Rocky's wife at night and he goes, Mrs. Balboa, do you hear it? Do you hear the parade going by? Do you like reaching down in your pocket and only feeling your leg? And then he eventually approaches her when he when they almost convince Rocky to get back in the ring outside the Mickey's gym during the day, and she runs out of the pet shop and he goes uh, and he starts clapping. Wow, looks like Mrs. Balboa is the one with the cojones in the family. Maybe we ought to sound, sign Miss Balboa. Uh, he, was, he was a great character, man. I tell you who I didn't like was Union Kane. When they, when they come back from Russia and uh, Rocky's at the podium and he's addressing the press about what it was like over in Russia. And then um, Duke, uh, which was the Don King character, Duke. And Union Kane, the number one contender, crashed Rocky's press conference. Yeah. And he goes, uh, that ain't nothing like the woman I got it for you. I'm just going, why are they making this nigga talk like this? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> like, why they got this nigga sounding like a straight animal from out the jungles? That ain't nothing like the beating I got for you. Like, nigga, come on, dude. <laughs> we couldn't have had that same character but a nigga who spoke eloquently. Who is that, LaValcoire? Is it LaValcoire? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, and at one point, um, I remember they were in the limo. And uh, he goes, he, this is right after uh, Mrs. Balboa came out and stopped them from trying to get Rocky to fight. And they're in the limo, and, and Duke is brooding over this. And he's just like, I got all I need is a hook. I got to get him. And Union Kane keeps interrupting him to go, I'll fight him anywhere, any place, any time. He goes, oh, okay, 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 okay. I, don't, I just needed a hook. I need an angle. That boy, that boy. And he said, hey, 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 boy. I own the paper on you, boy. You fight. Any, you fight who I tell you, 
When I tell you, all right? None of these bums think straight. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Now, that felt like Don King. Yeah. Only it wasn't really Don King because here's what's great and interesting. I've read a bunch of Mike Tyson books. Um, matter of fact, I, the, the one that I bought and read that actually Mike was behind, there was, there was a lot of autobiograph- autobiographical books um, about Mike Tyson from other people. And I read them all because, again, when it comes to sports, I am a Mike Tyson and Michael Jordan hua. Uh, my favorite motherfuckers. But Mike Tyson wrote, he got his own book done, and it was called, um, God, pardon me, as I'm looking through this shit. God, sometimes it's so, these, these fucking apps, man. Uh, library. Here we go, yeah. Mike Tyson, Undisputed Truth, which was a New York Times bestseller. And Mike tells all these stories about all the times he whooped Don King's ass. Either Don pissed him off or said some slick shit to him well, he knew he was taking advantage of him, and Mike beat the shit out of him. And Don kept coming back because, you know, Mike was the golden cow. I'll take an ass whooping for the cash. Um, and I thought that was very interesting. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. He, Mike told one story where they were riding in a limo back to Mike's house in Phoenix, and Don pissed him off. The, he had the limo driver pull the car over. Mike kicked his ass for like 30 seconds and then kicked him out the limo two miles from the crib and said, walk <laughs> to the crib. And Don walked his ass to that fucking crib. Um, so, I, yeah, I, that's why I go, that's, that's movie fiction. Because any nigga that talk like that will beat the shit out you. And I know there's no way that nigga wouldn't have got his ass beat in the limo, Ike Tina Turner style. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, okay, so you like the King character. Yep. What, what else? Uh, the, the, kid, the kid is fucking the worst. What's wrong with him? That's Rocky's real son, by the way. Sylvester Stallone, Sage Stallone. What's wrong with the kid? The little kid? The kid in the movie. He ain't little. He's a teenager. I told you, in Rocky in Rocky Four, he was a kid. When Rocky comes back from Russia, he's a teenager now. And that's it. That's it. That's, that's, his, that's his real son, Sage Stallone, who I think died in real life. Really? Yeah. Well, then who was in... I thought in Balboa, that's his son. No, that's not That's his, his son, too, but that's an actor. It's an actor. Yeah. The... Uh, I didn't like his. Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe it's just me. I didn't like the whole, Dad. This is the, this drawing, and I don't know. There was just so many things that were just so. I don't think you don't even really know what you don't like about it. I, the whole movie. You ain't gave me no specifics. Just the whole movie. I didn't. I, I couldn't get behind. I don't it. even think you seen the motherfucker I the saw way it. you talking. What? I, what part do you want that I don't like? Give me specifics. I didn't like the fight. I thought the fight was dumb. He's not going to go out and fight him. And then he knocks him out. And Sylvester Stallone stands, turns his back to him. Then the guy hits him and then turns into a real fight. That, that, that's another Hollywood bullshit kind of movie. Well, all the Rocky movies are Hollywood bullshit kind of movies. But at least they were a Rocky in the ring, a professional fight. I just did not. I, I, I think that's where I don't like it. I don't like that the kid... Okay, when he gets his jacket stolen, uh, that's the only part of the movie I like. That felt a little hokey to me. But when he gets his jacket back at the end of the movie, uh, not the end of the movie, but he goes back. And this is the only part that I I kind of opened up and was warm to is when he tries to tell his dad, I got my jacket back. Right. Oh, you tell your mother, she she lived here, good things like that. That's That's the part where I saw the relationship. But there was so little 
of the relationship building that I didn't get. It wasn't well, even well, that the, important but the to me. But the whole point was his son was uncomfortable because he went from a rich life. Yeah. To a poor life and getting beat up by the bullies and, at the and school, the bully. and his and it, the, the connection that he had with his dad wasn't there because Tommy took his place. Place, but and then when he beats up the kid and and, and then they become friends afterwards. It's such a rocky, like we can change kind of another moment. Right. Um, I didn't get that. Um. Yeah, man. I you know uh, the dynamic with. Tommy Morrison, who of course you know was a real boxer and was a beast in the ring. Was he a real boxer at that time? Was he yeah, boxing then? Yeah, 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 yeah. But he wasn't like at that level that he became, was he? Or was he already kind of there? He was in the middle. He was okay. still on the rise. Uh, and then again, Ray Mercer put an end to all of that uh, in the most brutal knockout and one of the most brutal knockouts in boxing history, uh, which I think is when they started implementing ref. You got to step in quicker than this. Because uh, I forget the name of the boxer who actually was killed in the ring. It was an Asian dude. And I forget who he fought. I want to say Alexis Arguello, but I don't think he was. Uh, but, yeah, this Japanese boxer got killed in the ring. Um, and even then, they weren't like, you know, immediately step in. Uh, it's ironic that when this white man got pummeled uh, damn near to death, now they said, we got to stop these niggas from potentially killing our folks. Uh, but yeah, that was a brutal, brutal thing. And of course, Tommy Morrison then went on to suffer and deteriorate from AIDS because uh, he he was a whore, man. He, well, he was fucking everything in sight. And then he believed that he didn't have it. He went through a lot. I mean, his life his life ended yeah miserably. But going back to the movie without delving into Tommy's life, uh, and then the Pauly character is a nice guy in this movie. No, he st- he still had he still had the great the one liners. You know that that scene where Tommy first comes to the house and they're eating, and uh, uh, Tommy tells the story about what made him get into boxing, and he goes, you know, when I was a kid, my man he used to drink, and you know when he come home he punch on me and then punch on my mom, and you know so uh, the first guy I ever knocked out I think was my old man, and then. Uh, Paulie goes to Rocky Jr. Hey, you know, uh, Junior, maybe when you get older, you can knock out your old man. And then uh, and Rocky, okay, Paulie, you don't tell the kid things like that. And then he goes, well, you know, the kid that's uh, stole your jacket, you know, you should just fight him and, and, you know, hit him with a couple of deadly punches. And then uh, Adrian, of course, as a mom, goes, no, we, we want to teach our son to solve issues with nonviolence. He goes, Paulie goes, hey, survival of the fittest. Survival, isn't it? Yeah, but survival it, of the fittest, and then eventually goes. Uh, yeah, Tommy's gonna stay here at the house and sleep in the basement with you know where um, a Rocky son was originally supposed to sleep. And they go, uh, no, you can bunk with Uncle Paulie. And at the end, he goes, Hey, Junior, your plumbing don't leak, do it? You know, so he still got some yeah, Pauliisms. Yeah, but he was the he was he was the one who was there for 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 uh, Rocky's kid. They he was the one that. Like kind of, you know, he was the one that helped him fight, learn to fight. Not a little, he, a little bit, but not really. Nah, not really. When you look at the when you look at the montage, Paulie might have helped would have been there once. And but all that, but none, because all, all his time was invested mm-hmm. in Tommy. Uh, I love that moment when um, you know Rocky comes home and he looks at you mentioned it. He looks at his son's drawing, and it's the teacher with the huge tits, yeah. and Rocky goes. 
who, who's this? He goes, yeah, it's Mr. Pont, my French teacher. And then Rocky goes, yeah, I wouldn't show this to your mother. She, she, she don't like French too good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was funny. But the picture, even the, the kid having, I don't know. I, I just found, I, this was just to me the weakest one. I know that you think four is the weakest. I, this is the one that got me. I can feel it. I can feel it. I I I believe you because you, you don't you not add much to this. So I, but I, can I told feel it. you want me to keep going on nah, things I hated. No, nah, I don't want you to force it. But I I could tell. Um, but so I, let you, me steer the ship. You stop. Tell me I didn't see it. I told you all the shit I hated. About I this. I know. I could clearly tell. Um, and listen, uh, ladies, this as I talked about before, this is one of those moments where the movie is for guys. Uh, and I'm I'm not afraid to admit this, um, and I say this proudly. One of the things I love about Rocky Five, the moment I love about Rocky Five, um, and I often will maybe listen to this scene and watch this scene as a source of inspiration, because the words are that fucking good. Uh, and I know this shit pretty much verbatim, but the scene when Rocky goes to Mickey's gym for the first time. He's just moved back into the neighborhood and he actually comes out of the bar that they used to all hang out at, which is across the street. And he's got the cigarette dangling out of his mouth. And he looks up and sees, you know, the sign for the gym, Mickey's gym. And he just looks and goes, how you doing, Mick? And then he eventually goes into the gym. It's fucking fucked up. It looks like a project tenement. It's abandoned. It's dirty. It's And uh, he picks the old boxing glove up off the floor, puts it on, and he hits it with his hand, like the punches his own palm, <coughs> and the dust flies. And then he's standing in the corner, and he's looking at where the ring used to be. And then there's the flashback moment, and he's recalling it. And what's great about this is, as an audience, we're watching the flashback through his eyes. But every now and then, as the dialogue plays between Rocky and Mick in the flashback, so Rocky in real life will chime in in certain parts to show what how it meant to him. And he's he's watching himself, you know, train and Mick is there and he's like uh woo, woo, woo. he's throwing the punches and Mickey eventually goes, "Time, time kid. Boy, Rock, my god, you're ready, ain't you? You're going to roll over him kid like a bulldozer, an Italian bulldozer." Now, I know how you feel about this fight that's coming up because I was young once too, you know. And I tell you, if you wasn't here, I don't be, think I'd be around because you give me what you call that motivation to stay alive because I think that people die sometimes when they don't want to live no more. But with you, kid, boy, I got a reason to stick around. And I will watch you make good. And I'll never leave you. And I'll never leave you. Because when that happens, you'll be able to take care of yourself, not just inside the rings. But outside, too, is that okay? It's okay. Now, I got something I want to give you. No, Mick, I don't need... No, no, look at that. This is the favorite thing that I have on this earth. And Marky Marciano, give me that. You know what this was? It's cufflink. Huh? And now I'm giving it to you. And it's got to be like a angel on your shoulder. <clears throat> and if you ever get hurt and you feel that you're going down... This little angel's going to whisper in your ear. He's going to say, get up, you son of a bitch. Because Mickey loves you. And then they cut to Stallone. And the tear comes down his face. And he goes, use the angel. 
What happened to the other one? I don't know. He only gave me one. I guess he gave it to some bum. Dude. Like, come on, man. And now, here's what, like, obviously, I'm doing it a cappella. But when the music comes in, and it's just perfect. The way the music plays within the dialogue, the whole thing about motivation to live. When you're down, this is to help you get up. You got to fight the fight. You know, uh, I don't just, I care about you, not just in the ring, but out of the ring, which is the fathership role. How how could you not? It's a tearjerker. And now, listen. That was a good part of the movie. I I have to do it uh, because I did it a cappella, but I wanted to do it that way first because I wanted that to be the setup. Uh, and now I, I would like to play for you folks in its entirety that same scene, um, but with the music and done at the right level. And listen, I might have been off by a word or two, but I pretty much verbatim had that shit on point. Uh, so here we go. This is, ladies, this is the shut up, don't say nothing, just move the box of Kleenex over to him and let him have this moment. Okay, so the music, it makes a difference. He just hit the bag. Picking up the boxing glove off the ground. It's got the dust on it. Slip a jab. Slip a jab. Slip the jab. Slip the jab. Slip the jab. Slip the jab. Italian bulldozer. You know, kid, I know how you feel about this fight that's coming up. Because I, I was young once, too. And I tell you something. Well, if he wasn't here, he, I probably wouldn't be alive today. The fact that you're here and doing as well as you're doing gives me, what do you call it, a motivation, huh? To stay alive. Because I think that people die sometimes when they don't want to live no more. Nature's smarter than people think. And nature is smarter than people think. Little by little, we lose our friends. We lose everything. We keep losing and losing till we say, you know, what the hell am I living around here for? I got no reason to go on. But with you, kid, boy, I got a reason to go on. And I'm going to stay alive. And I will... Watch you make good. And I'll never leave you. 
and I'll never leave you until that happens. Because when I leave you, you'll not only know how to fight, you'll be able to take care of yourself outside the ring too. Is that okay? It's okay. Okay. Now I got a little gift for you. Oh, no, wait a minute, wait a minute now, wait a minute. Look at it. See that? This is the favorite thing that I have on this earth. And Rocky Marciano, give me that. You know what it was? It's cufflink. Huh? And now I'm giving it to you. And it, it's got to be like, a, like an angel on your shoulder. And if you ever get hurt and you feel that you're going down, this little angel is going to whisper in your ear. He's going to say, Get up, you son of a bitch! Because Mickey loves you. Okay? Thanks, Mick. All right. I love you too. Jesus. Go after him, kid. Go after him. You was each. Ugh. Use the angel. Ah! I was trying to find out if there's Bill Conti that did the music again for this one. Use the angel. Come on, man. And in that moment when they had a fight in the street and Rocky's laying there, you think he's out, and he Mick comes in his head and goes, Get up, you son of a bitch. I didn't hear no bell. Hey, yo, one more round. Come on. But now here's where we got to have. I think I'd rather watch Over the Top. Nah, fuck that. Here's, here's something else, a little secret for you. And listen, I said this before. Stallone is a phenomenal writer. No question. But what I didn't know that I eventually found out, it's like this motherfucker. Plagiarism. Plagiarism. Oh, yeah. What I thought was such a great fucking moment, and it is, Mike Tyson, I mean, uh, uh, Stallone stole that shit from an interview with Customato and Mike Tyson. Not all of it, but he stole a good chunk of what you just heard from a real clip from Mike Tyson and Cuss. Of course, you know, Cuss was like a father to Mike, and they did an interview, and just listen to the shit, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um... Mike talks a little bit first. Uh, this thing is less than a minute, but then here comes Cuss. Changed my life because he helped me to deal with people. I know how to deal with people now. Before, I just couldn't. I couldn't talk to people. I used to. I was going to be alone. I, and now I learned how to deal with anyone. I could talk to anyone, even about their problems. And it's like a father and son relationship. You know, even though he is my manager and trainer, sometimes I forget that because of the way we are. The first day he even met me. The first day he met me, he took me in his house. He didn't even know me. I can say honestly, I have a very deep affection for him. I do. To me, he's my boy. He's with me. But I often say to him, you know, I owe you a lot, and he doesn't know what I mean, but I'm going to tell him now what I mean. If he weren't here, I probably wouldn't be alive today. The fact that he is here and doing what he's doing, and doing as well as, in, as he's doing, and improving as he has, gives me the motivation and interest to stay alive. Because I believe that a person dies when they no longer wants to live. But I have a reason with, with Mike here, and he gives me the motivation. I will stay alive, and I will watch him become a success, because I will not leave until that happens. 
Wow. A lot of movies are taken from real life events. You owe some niggas money. A lot of movies are taken from real life events, though. Yeah, real life events, but not real life quotes. Quotes, yeah. He did really kind of. He just stole that shit and put the music behind it and made it what it was. Whose version did you like better, though? Well, you know, that's a 50-50 because I love the drama of that, but I love the reality of that. that yeah. So, uh, Stallone, you owe niggas some money, man. You owe, you owe the D'Amato estate some money. Well, Rocky wrote the part, though, though, where Mickey dies, and then Cuss followed that part. So Cuss kind of stole from Rocky. Nah, nigga. <laughs> nah, I can't let you have that. I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, Rocky Five, baby. Hey, you. Rocky, I, this is six to me. I'm not doing that shit. I'm not calling this Rocky fucking Balboa. This is six to me. Um, did you like this one? Yeah, this one made sense. Explain it to me. One, and when you talk about layers, right? Uh, one of the parts that I really like is uh, Rocky's hanging on, and he's very sad about Adrian. Right. Is he hanging on, or is in, in his mind he's hanging on to her? Like he, he can't. oh, okay, okay, okay. And, and that Polly part, where Polly's relationship, when Polly realizes who he was as a person, ah, right. I thought, and I, I think the movies, kind of Rocky movies, to me, kind of go the way Polly goes. If Polly's part of the movie and he's interesting to me, right. then I kind of like the movie better. Right. Polly didn't play a big part in the other movie. I mean, he, not like he does in this. When right. he says that thing about. Uh, and just to put it in context specifically, because I, I did, I literally just watched it again an hour or so ago um, at the ice skating ring when Paulie is telling him he admits, you know, he was bad to Adrian. I was bad to Adrian. I yeah. wanted to let that go because I wasn't, right. I, I don't have the same beautiful memories that you have. Right. And I, I thought that was like, now we know we're going to get a different Polly too, because now we got someone who has some self-realization about who he is. Right. As a person, and then I just thought of the but the thing that I did think was weird is like now Paulie's back at the uh, at a regular job at the restaurant at the restaurant right, uh, and but he's painting. Yeah, he's, that's I guess he's that's his passion. That's and that's to relax to relax or right. allow him to. I just thought it was very interesting. I don't know why that was slipped in there because it it doesn't have a lot of context to it and it was just right. in there. So I I like that they try to grow Polly a little bit as a person and, right. and make him a better person. But not only Polly, I mean, Rocky is really you know he's he's lost the most important thing to him when he right. he didn't know that that was the most important thing to him. He thought you know boxing or the right. and now he's lost this and he's he's he has this little restaurant. And the part though, the part that out of all the whole movies, all, out of the part that represents life to me the most is when uh, you're watching him tell the story to the tables. I actually wrote that down. Uh, but I, before I say what I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to see if you're going to, I'd like you to expand on that a little bit. Cause I'm wondering if you're thinking what I'm thinking. I, I just think that you have to like, he lived this life and he right. has to go and tell these story, the stories that people came to hear, even though, they already know the story. Like when he says the story and they're repeating the lines, it made him look pathetic. So sad. Yeah. Like he. That's all. Like like the, like the high school football player that right. still talks Reliving about the his high glory school days. days. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I I looked at that and and when they when he goes and then I heard the greatest sound I ever heard and then one of the guys ding their own wine glass with a knife to go the bell and it was just like shit, shit. like you're the greatest but right really, how how the greatest is very a very small moment oh and listen even when the moment is gone uh, you know and I'm listen again I'll, I'll never be a professional athlete in my life but. I'm thinking, is there such a thing as because you know you once that window of greatness is closed, but you still have to maintain your dignity, right? Or you want to, yeah. And it felt like him doing that. He's. It'd be one thing if they want to hear the stories, but it felt like he was forcing forcing the stories. It's almost it's the word dignity. I think it's your relevance. As you get older, you become less and less relevant. Well, that, well that's, a, that's your own personal that, – that's, that's not his state of mind, or, or it doesn't have to be. If you, if you think I'm irrelevant, that's your problem, not yeah. mine. Yeah. So it ain't about relevance. To me, it's about dignity. Yeah. So I'm not going to do things to make myself look undignified. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I think you do those things trying to capture – which you had before, which is your relevance. You were important at one time. Now he's that could be too. Now he's just the guy that used to fight that owns a restaurant. Right. That's something. That, and I told you this a long right. time ago. I don't think I said it on the podcast. I think it would be really tough to have been a young actor and have a great career, but watch yourself progress in age. Right. But if you're progressing and aging. And along with that is the success yeah. of your career and the evolving of your career and the money to take with you. Yeah, and it sucks getting old and becoming less relevant. But if you can be old and less relevant in a mansion, that's easy to well, deal with. Or staying relevant, too. Like Clint Eastwood has to look at his movie career, seeing himself as that good-looking young dude, all the way to who he is now as the director and still yeah. an actor. And Peter Weller might look at himself a little bit different because he gets right. cameo roles and he was right. once a good-looking dude and now he's this dude. Yeah. I think, man, to me, that would be the hardest thing to have to view. But I thought Rocky captured that right. as an as a once-famous athlete and now... Right. Yeah, yeah, no, he did. Um, and, you know, we often talk about the character being dumb or, or, or not purposely dumb, Um I'm wondering in those moments, and it's not like he addressed it, and I wish he would have. But I'm like, does he know? Does he know how this looks? Does he know that these people are beating him to the stories and the punchlines? And does he not care? Like, like I would have loved to have seen a scene where maybe he mentions how that feels, him having to do that. How they going to work and tell his bullshit stories. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just because he just let it go like he didn't know no better. Right. And that might be a character trait. Well, that and he knows that he needs to do it to make the restaurant. You know, he's but he doesn't it. have to do that. You no. don't have to do that. The pictures tell the stories. Yeah. Um, that uh, Leroy Neiman picture in the very back of the wall. I, right. I guess he really drew that for uh, for the movie, but they have it back there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's really it, it, it's actually kind of cool because uh, it kind of brought um, the movie life and then the sports world together because Leroy Neiman only did, uh, is it Neiman? Am I saying it right? No, oh, I, don't, I know who you're talking about, but I don't know. The... Because he only did the, uh, he only did athletes. So right. it was just kind of cool when I saw that. Um, and I watched the movie. I was like, yo, why Antonio Tarver? But like, why, why him? But then I had to remember he was just coming off that heat streak. He knocked out Roy Jones. Yeah. 
So, you know, the, to, to, to be the guy to knock out the baddest motherfucker on the planet at a time when he, up until that point was unbeatable, it's got to be him. Um, I just, I didn't buy, I didn't buy him. Like, like, like Apollo Creed looked yeah. like a heavyweight champ. He, he looked, he filled out. Him and Rocky physically complimented each other. Antonio Tyra really is a light heavyweight. He's not a heavyweight. He just looked wrong to me. Yeah, I guess. I never I, I really didn't put that much into that. Mm. I, I was caught I was caught up in uh more the the story because there's a, there's another emotional scene in there that really gets me. Which one? Uh when he goes back to the bar. And uh the little the the bartender. Oh, and you know who she was, right? Yeah. The, um, little, the little girl. Yeah. Uh screw you, creepo. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and, and, and that scene where it's stuck with him the whole time. Right. When she goes I don't. I don't think I said that. No. No. You. You. And he. He, he goes. He goes. Uh. What, what, what did he say? You get a lot of something about a lot of bad insults. You remember those? Um. Here's what made me nervous when I first saw that movie. A great insult will stay with you. Yes. Yes. Here's what made me nervous when I first saw that movie. I thought they were gonna try to replace Adrian with her, and I went, "Don't do that. Don't don't, don't do that." Like, cause there were a couple of moments. Where you kind of thought, is Ronnie going to fuck this bitch? And, and I just yeah, went, yeah. first of all, it's creepy because it was the little girl. Right. But then you, you, you don't replace Adrian. Right. It's let her be. Let Rocky go through what he's going through and let her be. And, and I really thought they were going to do that. And, but then they, they even addressed it to where there was a moment that he and her had outside the house where she thought that's what he was going to do. And he was like, oh, no. And she was like, oh, okay. Yeah, they had to. They had to yeah. make sure that didn't go down. I, uh, but I thought it was. I, I it, it gave some. It, it, it validated his past a little bit. It, Cut her, it, her, like you know, the, 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 that scene wasn't remembered. She remembered him, but not necessarily that moment. And the, right. maybe that he he did have some effect in her life somewhere, right. even though he was when he was. I remember in the first Rocky when he's walking away, bouncing the ball, going, "Yeah, why is she going to listen to you, you big you right, people? right, yeah, yeah." So, yeah, uh, it, 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 there's a lot that goes, and and when you do talk about layers, I mean, there's a lot in that Balboa movie. To me, there's a lot of layers that are coming from the other movies too, right. and coming down to that movie. That's right. that's why Balboa was was good. To me. Well, again, it, again, prior to the movie, when it was announced, he was doing it. All the critics shitted on him. Oh, the Geritol jokes, the arthritis jokes, he's too fucking old, blah, 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 blah. And again, I immediately thought George Foreman. I went, no, I could see it. Yeah. If we talk in reality, George won the championship at 50. And he played into the I'm fat jokes, I'm training, eating cheeseburgers. He goes, I got three punches. I give you the left, the right, and belly bump you. So I thought, you know, and the fact that Foreman pulled it off, I said, there right there is the story. Yeah. You, this, this could happen. And again, this is the Stallone's genius. He played into all of that. And we didn't know that Adrian was dead till we saw the movie. Right. And he went, something's got to happen. Something's got to be different. Adrian dies. That gives a total different dynamic to his character because now he's dealing with that. Those scenes where he's sitting at the graveyard 
with the with the, in the chair, the folding chair. And the he's chair talking to her, yeah. and he's hidden, hidden in the tree, and he's kissing the the tombstone. And at the end, when he when he goes the distance, yo, Adrian, we did it. Like, come on, man, that's real. That's human shit. That's real human shit. And that was kudos to him. He addressed it the right way. He didn't go, let me give you the movie star shit. I'm going to knock out the champ and win the belt. Even though, again, he could have done that. That's what Foreman did. He knocked Michael Moore out. But he he didn't go for the hokey. That shows how bad heavyweight division was. Still not great that Foreman could come back at 50. Well, first of all, Michael Moore was legit. He didn't knock out a pansy. No. Michael Moore was legit. But that shows you that shows you the kind of boxers that Ali was bo- boxing. Yeah. That Norton yeah. was boxing. Yeah. It was, you're saying more, it was legit, but what would happen if he had to fight a Frazier? If who had to fight a Frazier? Moore. Would Frazier be an old? No, no. Prime to prime. Oh, well, listen. That, that, that was an exceptional period of time in heavyweight boxing. Yeah, prime to prime. I don't think any of those fighters from the 90s era could have fucked with them niggas in the, the 70s niggas were bred different <laughs> they ate different they 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 were bred different like it, they, they, it, it just go ahead and do jimmy the greek right there <laughs> oh that right right the, the the black guy got the bigger thighs and in the bigger buttocks and when you bleed the the black buck with the black female it they produce black buck babies with higher thighs <laughs> That was great. <laughs> uh, but those dudes could not be fucked with. No. The only people who could beat Ali is, a, is Foreman or Frazier. And the only people who could beat and, and Foreman or Frazier was Ali. Right, right. Um, I, I love this moment when um, Stallone and Marie are standing outside and the two boys are there. And one of them's her son. And it's the white kid with the red hair and the black kid with the cornrows. And Rocky assumes it's the white kid. Yeah. And he goes, oh, he's just like you, all that big red head she goes no it's the other one and there's a moment of real truth in his reaction because he's not going to be blatantly the black kid but he was oh uh would you meet his father on a cruise ship because <laughs> <She goes>, he's <laughs> jamaican because you met him on a cruise ship which is unintentionally racist you had to meet this jamaican nigga on a cruise ship is it racist or bigoted, though? Because it's not trying to demean or hurt anybody, so it would have to be bigoted. It was, okay, but it's unintentional bigotry. Okay, yeah. Like, you assume that the nigga's Jamaican means you met him on a cruise ship? Well, he assumed. Welcome to Jamaica, come on. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Were you filming a 7-Up ad? No, right. Now, was it, but was it that, or, because, uh, and, and he, he assumed it because the red-headed kid was her kid because he had red hair. And white. Yeah. And white. But if he didn't have red hair, well, yeah, you would still assume, yeah, it's the whiteness. Nigga with cornrows. But they did put a redhead in there. If it would have been a dark hair kid, they could have made it too. I mean, it was just kind of, but it was funny. I thought Sylvester Sloan, actually in that moment, that was a good little piece of acting right there. Right. Where he goes, because he had to check himself. Again, he's always played unintentionally stupid well. That's the character. (laughs) That's the character. (laughs) Talk about great Paulie lines. I loved it when he said when Paulie uh, comes into the restaurant and he's got on the, I guess, I don't even know they wore hard hats and meat lockers or whatever, but he's got on the construction hat. Yeah. And he's got the drink and he's in a rush to see the fake 
cartoon fight. He's like, Rocco, you got to come see the, the cartoon fight. And Rocky said something about the place being special. And Mickey goes, what's so special about Mexicans cooking the Italian food? Fucking great. That, what's so special about Mexicans cooking the Italian food? Fucking love it. Dude, it is. There's so many details that I think in that movie. That's what makes that movie great to me. It, 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 and that's why the franchise picked back up. Yeah, again, because, listen, you have to address the elephant in the room. At the end of the day, because if you don't and you try to play into the old formula, it's hacky. Yeah. So when you address the elephant in the room, you make all the critics and all the naysayers go, didn't see that coming. Holy shit. Yeah. And that's what was great about Rocky Balboa. And again, man, Rocky's always been the story of being an underdog. And, and the moment where it's like his son didn't believe in him, didn't want him to fight. That was the only hokey part to me. Why? Because he comes back at the very end at the last oh, no, minute. No, that's real life shit. Dude, I would, if you don't believe in me, I'm not going to want you there. Well, it wasn't about not believing in him. He, he even said it. Dad, you got to face reality. You're old. This dude you're fighting yeah. is 37. What was his record? He was, he was 37 and oh, with 33 knockouts. knockouts. He's the champ. champ. No. You're going to embarrass yourself, which is going to be an embarrassment to me, which is totally understandable. If you get fucked up, all my friends going, yo, it's Rocky Jr., yo, it's Rocky Baby Rocky. I got fucked up. Yeah, so, you know you're, right. I mean? you're right because he did, like he said, you cast a big shadow. Yeah, but let me address that, though, because I wrote my notes about this. I don't understand kids who feel like that. I, dude, I would love to one day realize my dad is Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player of all time. My dad is Ali. My dad is Michael Jackson. And maybe I'm speaking out of turn because I've never experienced it. But I've experienced having a dad who ain't famous and who struggles and who's broke and who couldn't put food on the table all the time. I know what that feels like. If I had a dad that, nigga, I was born into wealth, fame, always will have opportunity. And if nothing else, if I can't make a name for myself at all and I fail in life, my parents' money is my safety net. Yeah, but to have that over you, like, okay, there's a, there's a scene uh, where, and I don't remember which one this is, but Paulie's at the, res- at, at the restaurant or a bar, and they go, uh, tell Rock I said hello. How come you don't ever tell me hello? How come I always you're always telling me to tell and Rocky Rock in Rocky Three? Yeah, yeah. I think as a kid though, you go through that. This kid are these people friends with me? His job, how he got his job is, is, and you have that over you all the time. Plus, okay, I'm gonna tell you this is a true story. Put, put a pin in that okay. right there, please, because I want go you ahead. to tell. It. But here's my question to you: Do you think that if rich people got a chance to stop being rich and be broke and experience that? They would have a complete turnaround and realize how great it is to be rich versus the other way around. Because, listen, having been broke, there's no way you can sell me on broke being better than rich. Having come from parents who struggle and who don't have it like that and couldn't give it me the life that these rich people can give their kids and famous people give their kids. I can tell you, having experienced that. If I got a chance to experience what you're talking about and, you know, people saying, hey, say hello to your dad and do you like me for me? If I got to pick the two, yeah, give me that. I think you'd have to experience it. But I got to tell you, though, 
growing up, not growing up for me, but when I was raising my kids and my kids are growing up, I had I had this one year. It was a bad year. It was a really bad year. And uh, I was broke, dude. There was one week when my, I was going to pick up my kids, It was uh, and uh, I had no money, and I didn't know how I was going to buy food, and it came together at the last second. But when I look back at those those times, not that I want to repeat those times, but that was some of the greatest moments because everything was about my kids, making dinner at home, eating together, being together. Um, there's something about... I'm not saying, again, it's not better, but there was something about those moments where you are in the moment where everything is about the moment and you're living those moments, not about what you're going to do tomorrow, not about what movie's coming out, not about what, but in the moment where sitting down with your kids is is the highlight of your day. Yes, and I agree with you. But now let me ask you this. You do all that, you can have those same moments, but you know, now you're at your cabin in Utah during the winter, your, your big, huge snow cabin. Isn't it better? Yeah. Whatever, whatever great moments you have, now put it in a mansion. Isn't it better? If I'm in Utah, can I wear your white people's Africa? Absolutely. Better. It, no, it is. Whatever it is that is great, the simplicity of, listen, it ain't about material shit. It ain't about what, all that other shit, that external bullshit. It's about real human connection, my family, my love, my kids. And what matters. Yes. But I think the kids, like you said, though, that have money or come from the fame, I think that they need to, if they could, if there was a way for them to experience not having anything, it would change their, it would change their Drop them motherfuckers off in the hood unattended for three hours. Just drive them down, get in the Lamborghini, drive them to Slauson and Crenshaw. Drop them off, say, Michael Jordan, I'll pick you guys up later. <laughs> Let them niggas with no money hang out for five hours when the sun goes down. I guarantee you they'll come around. Well, they are. They'll go. I'm Michael Jordan's kid, and they'll tell everybody I'm I'm Michael Jordan's kid, and they'll stick them up, nigga. <laughs> Start with them Jordans. Nah, man. Um, like that moment when Rocky, and of course that that great moment. And again, these all the Rocky movies have those great moments of dialogue where they deal with the, the pain and trying to triumph. And he tells his son, uh, you know, if you know what you're worth, go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits. It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Don't point the finger at him and her and say you're not where you want to be because of, that's how cowards do it. And that ain't you. You're better than that. You're my son. I'm always going to love you. You're my blood. Don't forget to say hi to your mother. Oh. Doom, doom, doom. Doom, doom. And as that's playing, and he goes, you're my son, you're my blood. I'm going to love you no matter what. Don't forget to say hi to your mother. Do, 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 do. Come on, man. Oh. Now, did you believe the fight scene, though? It was Rocky-esque. It was Rocky-esque. It was Rocky, Rocky-esque. Um... You see, they had to up the ante. Now the fight's in Vegas. They got fucking Max Kellerman and yeah. Jim Lampley and Larry Merchant and Mike Tyson's in the crowd. And so, again, they had to, they couldn't do the norm. They're at the Mandalay Bay. They're at the Mandalay Bay. They couldn't do the norm. Um, 
one of my favorite scenes, again, tear-jerking moment, kind of like with uh, Rocky Five and the Mickey thing. When Rocky goes to the uh, Paulie's job, and he goes, uh, he's trying to explain to Paulie he wants to fight. And he goes, uh, I don't know, there's still some stuff in the basement. Oh, yeah, tell me about the basement. Tell me about the stuff. Is it angry? No. Are you mad because he took down your statue? No. And it's my favorite. Are you mad because Adrian left you? She didn't leave me, Paulie. She died. Okay, 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 Rock. It's going to be okay. Is it? I didn't even, I didn't even supposed to be this hard, Paulie. You didn't supposed to be this hard. And he goes, eventually he goes, Rocky, remember you told me if you stay around in one place too long, you become that place? This is all I got, Rock. Say, Paulie, you want to help me train? I got a job here, Rock. Oh, man. It just, oh, it's just, he breaks that. You, you just see what Adrian meant to him. Um, yeah, man, fuck. Just, you know. So Rocky, Rocky Balboa was, was official tissue, man. Do you, okay, I know we're going to talk about creeds later. Where do you put Rocky, including the creeds? Where do you put Rocky? this Rocky? This Rocky Balboa? Balboa? Where do you put it in, um, in, in your list? And I can't count the creeds. I, I only okay, be, you're going to take, take the creeds out then. Um, from best to worst? Yeah. Well, there's six, so what number right. would you? Yeah. Uh, Rocky three is one. Rocky two is two. Rocky five is three. Rocky one is four. Rocky Balboa is. Wait, Rocky three is one. Rocky two is two. Rocky, shit. Rocky five is three. Rocky six is four. Rocky one is five. And Rocky four is six. Yeah. Yeah. I had I had Rocky. Uh, give me a Balboa's list. Give, give me a list. Three. What is it? What is it? I, I still, I, I always put one at one. Do you really? Yeah, man. Dude, if, I, I can only watch that if I'm really like I want a Rocky story. Introducing you to Cuff and Link and the whole character of who he is and Adrian, I got a joke for you and the the, right. the whole like setup to who that character is, drinking them fucking eggs, beating the fucking meat, the whole. Right. The, I, I mean, the Rocky one was almost a montage if you just take out the little bit. Mm. <laughs> There's to me one. Okay, so Rocky one is one. Uh, three is two. Okay. Balboa is three. Okay. Let me work backwards then. So six would be number five because I can't stand that one. Okay, so last is five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then you could go either way with four, with with four or five. I I, I didn't mind the the uh the fight the the Russian movie. I didn't mind. So, that. Okay, so that's five. Russian, Russian yeah. Rocky four is five. Yeah. Okay. And so four is four. Four is four. Well, no, you said Rocky five is the worst one. That's six. Yeah, that's six. Rocky five is Rocky five is. Four, and then four, four, the yeah. Russian. Yeah. Okay, so six, five, 
What's what's six five? What's what's four? Rocky four. Rocky four. No, no Rocky four. Rocky four is the is the fifth one then to me. Is that how I put it? Yeah. One, one you, is why one. Why are you working backwards? Because I, 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 I couldn't decide which one I wanted to put. It's as, easy to work forward. Okay, one Rocky, is one. one, is one. Uh, three is two. Uh, Balboa, well, six is three. three. Uh, four would be five. No, four is, four is five. Yeah, five is... Uh, four, Rocky, Rocky, four is number... We're on, th- we're on four. What's number four? I'm gonna help you. Oh, two, two. Is, I'm about to say, yeah. why the fuck are yeah. you hesitating? Sorry, two is two is four. Two is four. Yeah, and then five is uh, the Russian. The Russian, and then six is the the, five, yeah. the fifth one. Yeah, that's not that far off from where you put you... Rocky two at four. Yeah, I really yeah. Oh man! All right. The only reason you did it different is because you didn't use one. You put one at four. Right. I think you need one to to appreciate all the Rockies. <sighs> Dude, he was so good. That that character. I like I said, I thought like he had comedic jokes in that movie. So Yeah. But yeah, but where we are now, I I thought Balboa like it was a good way to end the franchise. Balboa was. Yeah. Yeah. And even when he when he when he again, he didn't win the fight, but he went the distance. And then when he's walking out of the tunnel, yeah. he does the baseball, yeah. come out of the, what do they call it, the dugout, yeah. to acknowledge the crowd. Yeah. Like, he didn't just, even Paulie stopped him and brought him back out and said, Rocky, Rocky, and he just waved, like, to say, I'm done. done. Well, and, and the, the part that was good to me about the ending, too, is when he's walking out, he, he, they're reading off the, it's a split decision, and they're announcing it, and he's, it, it, it doesn't mean anything. He already won, he stayed, he, he, right. he, he made it through the fight. Right. And he's walking to the tunnel. He doesn't care. Right. He could have won that fight, and it wouldn't change what was going to happen next. Right. All right. So there we go. We've covered all of the Rocky movies. We got two Rocky side bitches to discuss. Both creeds. Come on, Creed. Jump. And you better get that look off your face before I wipe it off. I don't want no has-been in my cola. Come on, Creed. Um, both Creeds, which we will cover next week, and we will be done with Rocky, baby. Dude, what, what do you think uh, uh, Mr. T does now? Right now? Yeah, what, what does he do now? Uh, shit, probably trying to rub some aloe vera on his chest and neck for all them chain wounds. I wish we could find, I wish we could find him and do, have him do our podcast. Yeah, that might be fun, you know? That might be fun. Who you think would have won in a fight in a prime between Mr. T and John Amos? In their prime? In their prime. Amos. Yeah. Yeah, he probably would have. Told you, them two of the scariest niggas from back in the day. Um. Well, shit, that's it. That's it. Patreon for you. Yeah, Patreon, Cameo, Instagram. Love y'all. Thank y'all for hanging out. Again, apologize about the week off from the Rocky shit. We just both had a brain fart. Uh, but yeah, we be, we, we be talking about Creed uh, next week. And uh, that's it. AndyComedy.com. We're out. Pussy ass, nickel. <laughs>